Hi everyone, it's Izzy Eze, along with Tembi, and welcome to Somewhat Grown, a podcast about adulting from two 20-somethings, just figuring it out, and embracing the process. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 6 of Somewhat Grown, this is Izzy. Hi, it's Tembi, welcome back, thank you for rejoining us. Thank you very much. So for this episode, um, I thought it'd be interesting to look at the concept of fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. this is something that i've just been thinking about um as i've recently moved into a new role at work and just generally how it feels so pervasive especially in the 20s when you're like growing in your career and Mm -hmm. going through a lot of changes and trying to be an adult does sometimes feel like a lot of faking it till you make it Mm -hmm. i don't know what you think yeah i mean I think I think a lot of us are probably faking it till we make it. It's only when we have authentic conversations you realise, or honest conversations, you realise that everyone is pretending in a way. Mm. Um, but it also makes me think about whether you need that certain level of pretend, pretending at work. In, what's, in what instances do you feel like you notice mm. that people are pretending, like you say? So I think over lockdown, especially, um, my company, or I should say my previous company now, um, we were a lot more vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. And for example, every um, Wednesday, we'd have this like massive company Zoom meeting about all the different things that's going on. Yeah. And there was this one guy who, he is really good at like pre- presenting and stuff and introducing every meeting Mm -hmm. but then there was one time I had a conversation with him and I was like I hate introducing meetings and I was thinking what like you do it so he sounds like a news anchor right and like he would always make people smile and I think it got to a stage where because everyone expected him to introduce every zoom meeting he felt Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by it but you would have never thought that Mm -hmm. if he didn't say it Mm -hmm. and so I just wonder I just wonder like was he ever going to say something about that? Was he just going to continue faking it or mm. or not? Do you get where I'm coming from? Mm. And I, that that's kind of what makes me think that maybe at work especially we're just faking it. Maybe faking it is, is akin to being professional. <laughs> Ooh. What do you think? Is it? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. Because I think when I think about times where I might be not showing how I'm truly feeling or like what's actually going on mm. at work, I always get told how I'm very calm mm. and somehow I've built up a reputation of being someone who's very cool under pressure and it's mm. like, yeah, just throw anything at Tembi, she will never <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm, that's not what's happening at all. Yeah. Like I have anxiety first of all mm-hmm. and then also I think I'm just, have a default of if something's kind of happening and it's high pressure yeah i'm, I'm focused i'm like zeroing in on how yeah. to fix it how to like do damage control how to just <laughs> yeah. maintain it and get yeah. through it yeah, yeah so i guess in that way i don't have time to be like freaking out i'm not gonna cry at work that's just not gonna happen so it's more like i it's more like i have to but it doesn't mean that that's necessarily that I'm, I'm a calm person and that I'm like, mm. yes, I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm. I'm not phased by this. That's definitely <laughs> not what's happening. Wow. And I do think it is also because I'm thinking 
okay, I do need to be professional in this instance. I need to be competent. Mm. I can't be, you know, crying. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you feel like it. Sometimes. I mean, I have cried at work before. Mm. I have literally <laughs> but that's not because I never wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I've cried hidden. Oh, no, mine was over, like, okay. as in, it's kind of similar to what you were just saying. Um, I've been told many times by, like, my manager and people around me, like, Isabel's just so calm. She's just so calm. She handles things very well. But I can be, I'm, I'm generally quite anxious internally. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, if there's a high-pressure situation, I'm just trying to figure out how to fix it. Like, don't talk to me. I'm going to be calm externally. But internally, I'm like, this is ridiculous, yeah. you know? And if it gets to a stage where I feel like I can't handle it, I will end up crying. But mm. I think, um, so this one instance, this is when I first started as like an assistant in the company. Yeah. Um, and so there's so many different pressures, including you're trying to be the best, you're trying to prove why you're, you're hired. Even though you've been hired, you're still <laughs> trying to prove why yeah. you're here. Um, and I kind of messed up. I was, I was supposed to print a bunch of like documents and CVs in time for a meeting mm. but I think my manager was under pressure because her manager was going to be in that meeting as well because mm. previously she was she's just quite a chill person mm -hmm. but because of that pressure from her she was kind of pressuring me mm. um and I just underestimated how long it would take to print everything and so the meeting came, was like um coming up and I still hadn't printed everything right. and it was at that point where she was like no, you know, this isn't good. Like, this is actually quite unacceptable. Da, 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 da. But I already knew that internally. Do you get mm -hmm. what I mean? So when you hear that external it just makes it worse. voice, it just made it worse. So then we're going into the meeting room before the other um, manager comes in. And, like, I just start crying. Oh. Like, I'm really, I'm really whole. Oh, no, no, sorry. The meeting happened. And I was just the whole time just trying to keep it together. Oh, okay. Once they left. It was, my manager was like, oh, can we just stay behind for a bit? Oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't you're in do trouble. This. I don't want to do this. <laughs> because I'm trying not to cry. The whole meeting, I was trying not to cry. Oh, babe. Literally. And then eventually she was like, yeah, um, I mean, we can think about how we can improve next time. But, you know, this wasn't good. I just started crying. Mm. And I think she was shocked. <laughs> she, was, she was shocked because she thought I was really calm and I wasn't. Yeah. I was not at all. And she was like, oh... I think she was. She felt bad. <laughs> I'm picturing I it. Think, yeah, because oh you know God. the ones where you're just like your face is just as still as possible, and all of a sudden you're like, no. Nah. Just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So after I went to the toilet and came back, she was like, I had no idea that you were, you felt that mm. pressured mm -hmm. about the situation. I just genuinely just thought it would be good to say next time, maybe print it the day before. And I'm like, this all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just really sad that I didn't do it. I didn't mm. think about it myself. But anyway, I guess, I think I'm, I don't want to say I'm happy that I cried, but I want to say I'm happy that I didn't fake it to that extent. Like, I, I'm happy that I told her how I felt. Yeah, you let yourself be vulnerable. Yeah, I'm happy that I let myself be vulnerable. I would have preferred to have done it out of the meeting room because I just, it was a bit too much vulnerability for me. But since then, we've had this understanding of like, like I, I know what to do previously like I know my priorities I know how to do things the day before blah 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 but yeah. I think she she already knows because I'm maybe a, a perfectionist she knows not to kind of say things that I already know right you know sort of thing but I don't know we've kind of had that understanding since mm. that time and she hasn't really talked to me in that way since that's good you know so yeah, yeah. I mean we're human we have feelings yeah and 
it sometimes does feel like there isn't space for that at mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for us to always, like all of us need to remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, should we look at the random word? Yes, random word for today. Let's see. For those that haven't listened to our podcast before, so um, every at the start of every episode, we uh, check a random word generator on Google and then try and relate it to the topic of mm-hmm. today. So, yeah. So the random word says trust. Ooh. It's not as random as like bottle and the other one that we had before. Yeah. So. Um, okay, trust. How do you In relation trust? to fake it till you make it. Do you have any initial thoughts? I feel like you always throw it to me first. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Because <laughs> I'm not going to think about it. Um, how do I relate trust to fake it till you make it? Um, I guess for the people, I guess I'm thinking about you don't really fake it in front of people that you trust. Because mm. I think you only fake it with people that you're you don't you're not comfortable with, or you don't trust, and you feel you're trying to prove something to them. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna try and fake it with any of my friends or any of my family. Right. It might just be an external thing of I want you to see me in this way, so I have to be this type of person. Um, and as a result, there's no trust there. But maybe there doesn't, ha- there doesn't have to be trust there. Um, what do you think it is? What do you think is the difference? What do you think has to be there? Yeah. Uh, respect. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Mm. I'm thinking respect. As in, you have to feel like they'll respect you? Yeah. Because I'm trying to think about instances where I have faked it. And it's probably whenever I go into meetings with people that are more senior than I am. Right. And I would expect a certain level of respect mm-hmm. um, when I'm when I'm in that meeting. Mm. But I don't know about trust. I don't know if trust plays a part there. But when you flip it, when you're saying you don't necess- you you have that sense of trust from your family, mm. is that from having an inherent sense of them respecting you, or like is that what mm. the difference is there? Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, because both of them go together when you're around your family and friends. They will trust you. Have they have respect for you, and you can trust them at the same time. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think about like how do you relate trust to the topic? Um. I think about it in terms of also like trust, trust, trusting myself mm-hmm. in the sense that. Um, I think when I'm faking it till I make it at work sometimes, it's that thing of feeling pressure to act as if I know something if I don't really know it. Mm. And I kind of like waffle around and answer. Mm-hmm. And really, I should just say, I don't know, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to do a lot more of. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that definitely comes from a sense of, like you talked about, feeling like I need to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And I think underneath that is a bit of insecurity as well in, mm. in kind of feeling like um, I have to be perfect and if I'm not mm. then it's not good enough mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. um, which obviously that's not realistic because everyone has growth especially if you're starting in a new role yeah. you're growing and you're developing mm-hmm. so of course there's going to be things you don't know that's part of yeah. what growing is um, so I think in instances like that I think if I can say I don't know, that's coming from me just trusting myself a bit and not really mm. trying to appear a certain way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, 
I guess like you do trust people like when with when I'm thinking about with me in difference with like family versus like professional. Mm-hmm. I guess I trust my family and my really close friends to handle like or or like that I can be all aspects of myself around them. Yeah. I can be vulnerable, I can be um unsure, mm. I can be um yeah, just a little bit more um not put together mm-hmm. and that's because um I do feel like I I trust them and they know me. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. with with work it's I think that having that sense of professionalism can put up a barrier. Yeah. Um for me anyway. I think that's it. I'm I'm thinking about just the concept fake it until you make it. Mm. Do you do you feel like in your life there has been a moment where you have made it? And mm. if so, did you feel like you had to fake it to get there? Or fake moments to get there? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about times where I've just like blagged <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm thinking like if I've either been in meetings or um, maybe been interviewed for something, yeah. uh, maybe something poetry related, yeah. and maybe I'm being asked something and I don't really, mm. I'm I'm winging this, like mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing, I'm fully winging it. Yeah. And I think sometimes there have been times I've gotten away with it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I definitely think, um, or like say like I think maybe I when I was really, really early on in, in like running poetry workshops yeah. and I'd, I'd have a plan and then I'd realise that the plan's not going okay. how I thought because the group is maybe working a bit different. Certain things are taking a bit longer. Mm-hmm. So I have to improvise. And then in I'm the def- moment. In the moment, okay. yeah. Having okay. to improvise whilst also looking like I know what I'm doing so oh that everyone's gosh. contained. Yeah. And that there is moments like that where I'm definitely like, yeah, I'm definitely making this up as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's moments like that where, yeah, I guess I have made it because I've had to. Mm-hmm. I'm the one running this workshop. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can't just freeze in front of these people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, like, winging it is definitely how I've gotten <laughs> through quite a few things. Wing it till you make it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. What about you? Has there been times that I have, I have actually faked it? And you've made it. And yeah. I've made it. Um, interviews. <laughs> Yes, interviews. Job interviews 100%. because girl. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. As in just this recent job that I got, like, oh I am the type of person that wants to prepare for every single question that you may ask me. Like mm. my interview prep was about ten pages long and I was talking to my friend what? recently and he was like, Are you serious? I'm like, Yeah, That's yes. Extensive. I'm gonna write down every possible I'll digest it's like a it's like um it's like an essay. Like, I look at the job description, I'll digest it, I'll highlight it, okay, this is what they might ask me, blah, blah, blah. But it's when you get into the interview and they ask you questions that you... You can't anticipate everything. You can't anticipate... And I think for the first interview, it works perfectly for me. Right. The second one, it was, like, more so random scenario questions that was not on the job description. Mm. So what am I going to do? And what I kind of felt like... I. I faked it in the sense that I had to make up stuff on the spot. Like, yeah. not make up stuff, but, like, think about the answer on the spot. Yeah. Um, which stressed me out. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I've got the job now, so I think that was a good example of kind of faking it. Because you can't... I mean, if you want to get it, you can't 
sit there and say, I don't know. Do you go? I mean, like, I don't right. know the answer. But I think for me, one way that I, ch- I try and stall is by asking them the question again. So, like, they ask yeah. me the question. Oh, so do you mean... It? I'm just trying to think about the answer. Because yeah. I don't know in yeah, this yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think faking it can be character building sometimes. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think so. Because I think also, like, in interviews where I've had to learn, like, similar to you, where I've tried to anticipate every answer. Mm. I think I've had to learn, like, sometimes that means I'm so focused on that that I'm not really being myself mm. or, like, allowing myself to have those space where you improvise. Because like, sometimes mm. in interviews you have those moments where you didn't plan an answer, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I guess, for me anyway, I've realised when I'm trying to control everything, I'm, like, limiting mm. those opportunities as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I agree. I think um, sometimes it's good to have moments where you like, you just let yourself see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Even as you were saying that, that stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> the aspect of seeing what happens. I think as long as I've prepared on my side, then I'm allowed to see what happens. I don't think I... <laughs> I don't I'll think... see what happens if I plan it. <laughs> like, I need to plan... Oh, I just, yeah. I'll see what happens after I've seen what happens. I, yeah, basically. I just, I'm, I'm okay with seeing what happens as long as I've done everything on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad? Because it makes me feel as though I haven't prepared. Although I know that they're like, okay, so with this interview, for example, I know that, let's just say I had about five hours to practice. Mm. It got to like three and a half hours in and I just thought, at this point, Isabel, like, you need to stop because there's nothing else you can possibly learn. Yeah. Um, and you're just stressing yourself out more mm-hmm. by trying to do this or trying to control the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm thinking about, is there like a balance? Um, because I think faking it is important in terms of it being character building and you learning things and um, figuring things out in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also thinking about, is it, is it dangerous for people to fake it so much might you lose some aspects of yourself if you if you're always faking it do you get what i'm saying Mm, i see what you're saying is it inauthentic to keep faking it i think um it depends i think it must be a case by case because obviously like you said already you can't just say I don't know in an interview and mm-hmm. think you're going to get it mm-hmm. um, so I think there has to be a balance where like I've said in an interview before oh I'm actually really nervous because I was even surprised Thank myself you. how nervous I was yeah. so I just paused and I was like oh I'm actually quite nervous and then kind of just carried on with my answer mm. and I think everyone then was like oh you didn't seem it at all okay. and I think in that moment they probably saw a glimpse of oh like she's self-aware mm. she's um able to kind of like just say that mm. and then carry on mm. and it was fine and i remember like when i got feedback that that was like quite good that i was able to to do that in the moment that's what they said to you yeah wow so i don't think that that's a bad thing mm-hmm. um i i didn't get that particular role but yeah. i think it was still like positive to know that i could i could just say that yeah um but i think um yeah, for me, I feel like it has to be a bit of a balance. Mm. Um, I don't think we can control everything. Mm. And for me, I don't feel like faking it till you make it is a helpful, like, long-term okay. fix. In what way? <laughs> for so- things, for certain things anyway. Okay. I mean, like, um, for instance, like, I know I need to 
work on like how assertive I am okay. and confident I am in certain aspects when um, I'm at work. Yeah. And sometimes the advice on that is like fake till you make it, you know, just act like a really assertive person. Mm. But for me, like that that's very behavioral focused. It's mm. not really getting to the core of mm. how I need to grow and like just be mm. myself and confident. Mm-hmm. So for me, that doesn't seem practical and that to okay. me doesn't seem helpful okay. because it feels like I'm just having to monitor and like manage my behavior, but it's not really sinking deep. Mm. I'm just faking it kind of thing mm-hmm. in a similar way as I might fake it with like, um, I don't know how I might portray myself on social media. Mm. Um, and maybe I'm like building this narrative that mm. I'm someone who is a certain way when I'm not. Yeah. And I think... I mean, you might want to put yourself out there as a certain way because that's something you maybe yeah. strive for. Yeah. But I feel like um, there's value in like bringing people into your journey and being like mm-hmm. uh, more human. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Especially if we're trying to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. What I didn't even consider think? that with social media. That's such a big aspect of faking it until you make it. I think. Hundred mm. percent. Oh my goodness! I've had conversations with people who are maybe in similar situations to me like they want to make it as a whatever producer singer and stuff um and they just say like you know i'm posting these things because this is what everyone wants to see and like i'm trying to uh, present a certain image of myself because i know that this is what works Mm -hmm. and this is what gets me to this stage and it's like i agree to a certain extent what what i have realized is like I'm create, of course I'm creating my own brand and stuff, mm. but I really do differentiate between what I post on my Instagram feed and compared to my Instagram stories. Like on my feed mm. is very, it's like music focused. It's more professional. It's more you know clean. Yeah. On my stories, I'm just I just act a fool. <laughs> do you get what I mean? And I think I do that on purpose. Right. Because I wanna yeah I'm showing that I'm I'm making it. But at the same time, I also want to show the hu- human side of me. Mm. Um, I don't want people to ever think that I'm unrelatable or I'm just so... You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going somewhere and it, it doesn't... And it means that I'm not struggling in some way yeah. or I'm not human in some way. Yeah. Um, and that might not work for certain people. Some people don't want to be seen as, I don't know, um, someone other than the image that they've created for themselves. Uh-huh. I don't think I'm that person. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, it's weird when you were speaking, it made me think of um, this one time I made a post of like a book that I just have, these books I just had delivered, right? Mm. And um, I sometimes share stuff I've been reading on my Instagram. Yeah. And I took a picture, like a really nice looking picture. It's like a plant on the side of the table. Mm. <laughs> and the funny thing is my friend took a picture of me taking a picture of it okay and the picture of me taking a picture of it was me with like half a head of like chopped braids <laughs> making ghetto <laughs> the rest of the living room was a mess are you serious like a hot mess <laughs> there's like plates with like food like that food i've eaten like on the other side <laughs> on the half of the table that's not nice with the table with wow. the plant. and i actually wanted to post that to be like yeah this is the I- instagram it's version this is reality. actually what was happening my hair was a mess i paused to just like take a picture of these books uh-huh. meanwhile I'm here like undoing my brain mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's like such an epitome of what I sometimes 
am guilty of like mm-hmm. in terms of feeding into the culture mm-hmm. of like having it all together yeah. being very pristine on yeah. Instagram yeah. meanwhile I'm just sitting there with a half a head of undone braids <laughs> and a messy living room to that be honest. brilliant wow yeah because I sometimes do that whole Instagram versus reality thing because mm-hmm. it is just genuinely so funny yeah. to see like there was a time where I kind of did a staycation um it was like in Tunbridge Wells. Mm-hmm. And on one of those days, I was like, let me just take a bunch of pictures so that I have content for the next, I think it was maybe two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, there's two points here. So the first one is that I, I basically took about maybe 18 different outfits to right. that trip. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I don't even know if I have 18 I did like 18 different looks. <laughs> I'm not even joking because I was like okay what's the easy and I know that influencers do these things so that it's easier rather than thinking about what content they're going to um, produce they, ra- they would rather have a catalogue so right. that when they're ready they can post it okay um, but uh, what was happening was that I so I took all those pictures in that one day and as I was posting it over the month over the month and a bit people were saying oh I love your new place this was before I moved in or this was when I was in Camberwell oh yeah I remember even yeah. you, you were like, oh, is that your kitchen? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, girl, this is from, you know what I'm saying? This is an Airbnb. But I didn't even realise that yeah. I was feeding into that culture. I was just thinking, I would, I'm trying to just not, like, save myself the stress of thinking about outfits and looks and stuff. Mm. But then I got to the stage where I'm like, am I, am I being inauthentic? Like, do I have to tell the people? Do I have to make this a post? This is person? not my house. This is not my house, guys. Like... And I spoke to my sister about it, she's like, you're actually doing too much. <laughs> if people say they love the new house and it's not the house, just tell them it's not the house. Like, you don't have to go and do a post and tell everybody. I was thinking, guys, like, I, I apologise if I'm <laughs> making this into something that it's not. Q&A. This yes. is not my house, you know? Uh, because I didn't think, I didn't realise that that's what was happening. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Um, your followers are angry and disappointed it really wasn't that deep (laughs) like it really wasn't that deep (laughs) but I think that it's very easy to feed into that culture because I could have just been like oh thanks so much like love new place thank you and then just because I'm not going to invite you to my place do you know what I mean you're spending money out here Um, but then also like I, I kind of make a conscious effort sometimes to post that Instagram versus reality because it's like you're saying I'll have one picture where it's just me in the middle of the room sitting on a cool chair and then just move the camera slightly. Mm. Just move it a little bit. Mm. And you can see the whole, me- the rest of the room is a mess. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel similarly even with music videos. There are so many bloopers you can get from music videos. Mm. The one I did with um, the African Londoner song. Yeah. Like... I had my nails were coming off like I had acrylics on mm-hmm. um, I was trying to get my nails on the day before I missed the, the like the shops closed and everything so I, I just had to take these old nails to the music video mm-hmm. I'm like dancing and stuff singing and then my nail flips off in the middle of the thing oh, no. like it was just there was so much going on we were going to film at a train station um, then all of a sudden um, the, the train announcers the controllers were speaking through the microphone like Oh, um, we can see that you're doing a music video. Can you please leave the station right now? Oh, because you're not allowed to film. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're not allowed to film here. I'm like, okay, we're going to go. We can still see that you're here, so go now. <laughs> and I'm just... <laughs> oh, man. There's so many different instances where I feel like you can share these funny moments and 
just show people that it's not all about faking it, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's funny as well like I think it's just relatable and mm. it just kind of helps us all breathe a little bit easier when you just have someone who's able to just be like this is actually the reality of Mm. things because I think to some extent we are all doing that right like I think about when I'm in seminars sometimes oh my days this happened even when I was an undergrad but in terms of like when you get asked a question on the seminar book that you've read and you're Mm. discussing you know some people are there making it up mm-hmm. and you can see it in their face. I've done it. Have you actually? <laughs> I have done it so many times. I'm like, I'll, I'm like Googling no. like little elements of something if I've not like read it before. I remember there was one time in the seminar, this is my undergrad, we're reading this book. Yeah. And I must have read like 30 pages out of I don't know however long the novel was. Yeah. And the seminar uh, leader asked me, like, what do you think? And I was just like, the one thing. And the thing is, I could have tried to say something smart. Yeah. But the one thing that I kind of actually grasped from the little 30 pages that I got was what I spoke on in the instance. I was like, well, yeah, I just feel like there's not much beauty in the book. Mm. And then he was like, that's really interesting that you say that. Because it's actually a massive theme okay. of the book. Oh, wow. And it was in that moment, like... Thank goodness that oh was actually on point. Oh because if, if I made it up, which I have before, and it's like, thank you for your contribution, you know, you like, know. you like, already know. Uh, I should have just stayed quiet. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. That. Mm. So sometimes it's uh, like, yeah, it's it's almost like it can be hit and miss. Yeah. And maybe like, I don't know. I I think for me it's like trying not to take myself too seriously. Like if mm. I if I don't get it, then it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but I can also take a little bit of a shot and, and just say the one genuine thing that was an impression on me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that actually ends up being really useful. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, um, maybe on a grander scheme, mm. maybe when we are like that and a bit more authentic, even if it's like one line, mm. maybe it actually adds more value than if you were like waffling yeah. and trying to act like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It sounds like what we're saying is that we need a balance between like faking yeah. it and making it. We need we need balances. You you can't fake it all the time because then you miss. There's this aspect of being relatable that you miss, mm. and it also just for yourself it can be really tiring trying to fake it all the time. Yeah, like have you ever been in a, around a group of people and then you, you just you'd be brave in that moment and say, oh, do you know what? I actually, for example, I I didn't read I didn't read the what mm-hmm. the required reading for this week mm-hmm. and someone else goes me too me too me too yeah like, exactly oh. all of a sudden all of a sudden that just energy. yeah it's just completely changed the energy in the room but at the same time like you're saying if you're you get asked that question in the moment you best try and figure out something to say mm-hmm. and then yeah you just you just kind of go from there i think yeah what do you think is maybe a better mm-hmm. is better advice rather than fake it till you make it or that you would give yourself mm. in your 20s so far <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> i don't think it's gonna sound as catchy i'll try and make right. think of a phrase <laughs> later but um i would say well i don't know i would say it's not faking it but it's like it's kind of like try anyway Mm. that's kind of what I'm thinking try like, anyway try anyway and then in in different pockets to be honest do, mm. you, do you get what I'm saying 
Yeah. Like, definitely do it anyway, even if you don't get... So one way that I can really just um, make it make sense for me is if I'm delivering a presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, before the presentation, trust me, I'm stressing out. Or even before the performance, I'm, yeah. I'm stressing out. Once I get on that stage, I'm not going to show you that I'm uncomfortable in any way. Yeah. Like, I am performing. Yeah. I'm going to this presentation. Like, I'm not going to tell you if I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. After that, if people say, oh, that was amazing. I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, I was actually really nervous. And I'm like, oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I kind of want to show, yeah, like, everyone gets nervous. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it in that way. So I think having that balance is, is important. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I hear you. Yeah, I think um, maybe similarly, um, I probably just kind of encourage myself to, like, hype myself up <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I think that helps in terms of like dealing with moments where I'm feeling unsure or uncertain of myself mm-hmm. and and then that makes it worse in terms of like do I try and fake it and do what I think people expect or might want mm-hmm. in the situation mm-hmm. or do I just be real mm-hmm. so just kind of um I think cheer you no I was going to say cheer yourself on until you make it. <laughs> like but it, um, it's, it's, it's a bit of that, but also, yeah, trust yourself until mm. you make it. That goes back to the topic, the um, of trust. random word generator. Yeah, it was trust, wasn't it? Yeah. Perfect. Maybe trust yourself till you make it. Mm. Trust yourself till you make it. I like that, actually. <laughs> no, I do like that. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Thanks, guys. That wraps up our sixth episode. Um, we hope you enjoy, and please let us know what you think about fake it till you make it. Do you use that phrase in everyday life? Is it something that you really don't rock with at all? Let us know. Um, send us an email at somewhatgrown at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at underscore somewhatgrown and we're also on Twitter yes. at somewhatgrown as well, aren't we? Yes. Great. But yeah, or you can find us individually. Um, I'm on Instagram at, at itsizzyezet. And you can find me on Tembi Rain on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, please do um, like our podcast on whatever streaming platform you use. Yes. Give us a five-star rating. Drop a, a little comment there if you, if you want. Um, but thank you for supporting. And it'd be amazing if you just help us share this with many more people. And we'll see you next time. Bye.